after a year of stellar content, Ha! It's a podcast announced their prequel series coming to Disney DVD. Ha! It's babies. <laughs> Witness the origins of your favorite co-host, Tyler and Malik. Aw, look at baby Tyler. Ooh, goo goo, gaga, I want milk. <laughs> Witness their humble beginnings. Miss Frierson, it's a boy. Mother, I crave buff women. <laughs> ha, it's a... Ha, it's... I forgot the title. Ha, it's babies coming to the trash can near you. <laughs> you don't want to miss it. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of Hot's a Podcast. Yay! I'm Tyler, and as always, with me is Malik. Yay! <laughs> you sound super enthused. I really want to be. No, I'm kidding. I'm excited to be. I'm just a little, I'm a little beat today. You know, I, yeah. I'm just a little tired. Yeah, I, it's funny. I didn't like do much, but like re- I today's my day off, and I just like slept in and read. And then I'm like, I don't know, I had to do some stuff around the house. I'm kind of tired. I'm like, eh. yeah, I get that. I did that on a, I did that on Wednesday. I didn't really do much. I just kind of hung around the house and stuff like that. Just took a nice relaxing day, and I just like, I just felt out of it. You know. Mm, yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Sometimes I gotcha. when you're when you're you're doing you're not you're like you know you're doing too much in the week, and then you know you come home and you finally get the chance to relax. You're kind of just like, it's almost like your body's overwhelmed by the relaxation. It's kind of just like, am I tired? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything. All your brain's like, I didn't do anything, and then your body's like, yeah, but what if you're tired? <laughs> yeah, your brain's like, does not compute. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so uh, we took a hiatus last week because uh, we had the really we big episode. You people, so we took a <laughs> off. We're sick of all of you. We didn't want to spend time with all of you. We t- we took a week off. We need a break from you, all right? You get a little too clingy, you know. I I I wasn't I wasn't with it, all right? Yeah, seriously, we- like we need our space. <laughs> <laughs> We said like we wouldn't be the ones in this position. No way, guys, guys, come back. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like when um, mentioned Billy and Mandy when like Mandy went to join the Snake Club. It's like we don't allow girls in. No way, come back. You just have to pass these trials. No way, come back. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. So like I said, we were on hiatus last week because we had the really, really long episode with, uh, with Eggie and Chris. Thank you guys again. If you're listening and to Chaco. this, for and Chaco, excluding, of course, excluding another per- man of color, no. fucking racist. No, I'm I was getting saying, there. Man, the, the evidence just mounts up against you. You know, I was getting there and then you, you just had to go and throw that in there. I'm just saying, man, the, the, the evidence is man, suspect. Let me tell you what. I just spoke to Chaco last night. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, I, you literally just pulled a, I'm not racist, look at my black, look at him, look at my African American. That's literally what you just pulled. Literally what you just pulled. <laughs> well, it was unintentional, that's for sure. That's, I'm pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of it was unintentional. <laughs> oh, I wanted to tell you this before we started recording, but I'll tell it here on the podcast. So I was listening, or I wasn't listening, I was watching Futurama right before we started recording, and... 
It was the episode where the Leonardo da Vinci. I don't know if you, if you saw that one. <laughs> Leonardo, and, I want in on this. <laughs> yeah, they're like actually idiots. Then Fry's just like, you two make me disgraced to be an idiot. And then he's just like, so you know what I'm going to do? So they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to climb to the top of this machine. And I got my nail and another nail to hammer it in with. And I'm going to stop this ice cream machine. <laughs> he goes to hammer in the nail with the other nail. And it just shoots back and hits him in the eye. <laughs> yeah, he, fucking, he like falls into the gears, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. This should have been dying. One of my personal favorites is when Bender goes to like the robots who like live without technology and the one with like the water wheel chest and she's like, If my water ever stops, then I'll probably die. Oh and it stops like, Oh god, I'll never make it this time. This is the end and she just jumps into the water. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> have I told you the uh have I told you the new thing that I'm obsessed with now? There I'm I'm obsessed with saying now that I've uh listened to that episode of uh Always Sunny Podcast. Uh yeah, no, the thing, the Danny DeVito story. Yeah, the Danny DeVito one. Yeah, like, I'm gonna yeah, tell. Yeah, I'm gonna tell it on the podcast just so that everybody knows. I said this on the stream the other night uh, on Third Rate Nerds, but uh, it, it was like they were talking about how like for the episode Hundred Dollar Baby. For all those of you that don't know, it's an episode of Always Sunny where D takes up boxing and Frank uh, used to be a boxer himself, and I forget the actual name that they went with, but originally. Uh, Glenn Howerton, Charlie Day, and Rob McElhenney, um approached Danny DeVito and said that they wanted him to be named uh, Frankie t- uh, Frankie Shorthands, and he goes, and he was he he liked the idea, but he was like, yeah 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 yeah, not that though, <laughs> <laughs> and that's just kind of become the recurring line for the three of them. Every time they don't agree with each other, one of them will just go, yeah yeah yeah, not that though, <laughs> and I'm just like super obsessed with saying that now. That and Bozo has kind of been my two know, big I words. Know, I don't know where you've gotten that one from. <laughs> <laughs> what, the Moon Knight excerpt? Oh, I thought you got it from the, uh, from the some, never mind. <laughs> I did get it. If, wait, where do you think I got it from? Our VC. That, a little bit of that. Um, it's kind of a mix of a lot of things. So one of my favorite, one of, one of the jokes that I like from Always Sunny with the, uh, with my favorite episode, the Best Bar Award, where they try to win the Best Bar Award is, uh, Mac is Mac and D are trying to play it off with like a will they won't they type scenario because oh, yeah. Dennis wants them to do that just like they did at the Suds bar. And you know, D's just like, huh. And Mac's like, what's wrong, D? Isn't that guy again? She goes, Yeah, he never called. He's like, I think I think you deserve way better than he does than he, I think you deserve way better than him. And he's just looking at this guy at the bar, and the guy turns to him and says, like, Are you talking to me? And he goes, Yeah. Pay attention, bozo. (laughs) (laughs) It's between that, the VC, and from reading Moon Knight lately, because in Werewolf by Night number 32, he's like, it's either Werewolf, no, it's Werewolf by Night number 33. He comes barging through a door saying like, all right, you bozos, you've kept me waiting long enough with your secret meeting. I've got you. (laughs) He's like, I've got your pigeon. Now give me my bread. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's, you know, um, so I got Spider-Man No Way Home on on my Voodoo, and I booted oh, it up, nice. and I'm just like, I'm just like, this doesn't feel right. I shouldn't be able to just watch this movie whenever I want. I, I no, I just, <laughs> it just it just feels so weird to just have this movie now just available whenever I want to just watch. I, it's just it's it doesn't feel right. <laughs> you know, it throws me off. Well, like, this has been the standard since VHS. 
<laughs> I, it's just so weird. Like a movie that like we waited so long for No Way Home and just uh, like and like um, and like how long the wait was and all like the leaks and how hype it was around it. I'm just like what like what did like what it just doesn't feel right to just have it available <laughs> to just watch, you know? And like I, I of course I sat down and just watched some parts I want to rewatch. I forgot. Like my God, Goblin is terrifying in that hotel in that condo. Dude, I like, know. Like, he imagine you just punching on a nigga and he just starts laughing. Like, bro, bro. Like, it's the bro, way he just... sells his lines too. Just like the whole like, that's some neat trick. That <laughs> sense of yours. And then, uh, uh then uh, what you call it? Um, oh shit, why am I blank? Oh, Otto just goes like Norman. He's just like Norman's on sabbatical, on sabbatical, honey. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Um, so, like, one of my biggest complaints, well, not complaints, one, one thing I noticed about the movie is that I thought, like, Sandman had, like, no reason to be in the final fight. I didn't catch this in the theater, though, when I first saw it, that there was actually a line that explains why he's, like, fighting for that box, and we're just, like, we're, like, um, Peter says, Flint, we can help everyone. He says, I don't care, I just want to go home. Like, oh, okay, Flint's just trying to rush it, just send everyone home without, you know, like, Without like really like worrying about it. okay I got that like I, it was just a little unclear to me at first because I remember another friend of mine thought like yes yeah, oh didn't wait make any I sense. see so he wanted to he wanted to push the he, button just he to was send everybody push, home because he wanted yeah, to go home and, yeah because he didn't care and like it, but Peter wanted to cure everyone first okay that makes sense he didn't want to yeah, so wait like, okay I, that, I, I, yeah I, okay I get that now yeah I just wish there was a probably like a scene where like like maybe like Sandman and Electro are like fighting over the box or something you know. That would have been cool, considering they were, uh, they were both like you know, kind of chumming it up there a little bit. Mm-hmm. I love that line. Was all like, "Oh, I fell into a pile of electric gills. I fell into a super collider." No kidding. You really got to be careful when you fall nowadays, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so funny. That is a funny line. And I'm just, oh. I, I'm getting myself so eager for Moon Knight, man. Like, oh, dude. Your favorite hero, right around the corner, and that, and like I, I, me myself, I'm getting myself eager for Multiverse of Madness for who I might see in that. I discovered something actually because I just recently rewatched the uh, the trailer. It seems like they're redoing his origin, like no. oh Moon Knight. Yeah, they're gonna. Do, it seems like they're gonna do his origin in there, but not in the sense of like the normal origin, like. Obviously, he's going to have the dissociative identity disorder because that's always been with him, even in the comics before um, before he became Moon Knight. But how he like if you notice the trailer kind of leads off, it kind of tells a little story of its own on the trailer where like he starts off saying, you know, he's got the insomnia and stuff like that. And then something happens and, you know, he gets that phone call and he's saying like, oh, why are you calling me Mark and stuff like that after that? He meets up. It's it looks like he meets up with Arthur Harrow, and Arthur Harrow takes him to this tomb. And I'm assuming that's where he's gonna get the suit from. Mm. And it kind of starts the origin a little bit there. Gotcha. Yeah, like Kevin Feige said, Moon Knight will have like a tomb, the mummy adventure feel to it as well. Yeah. As lo- it also got its um. It's I feel like TV it has rate- to because he's living in Egypt. Yeah, it's also got its TV rating bumped up in the UK, so it's going to be a little bit more violent than we thought it was. Ooh, that's that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of which, on general, um, the Marvel Netflix shows, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Punisher. And oh, the yeah, the sole reason why there's a content rating now, on, uh, yeah, have all, why there's have a all disclosure been... on fucking Disney Plus, <laughs> asking yeah, if you want to swap yeah. the parental controls or not. They've all, they've all been added to Disney Plus, which means Disney Plus officially has the word nigga on. <laughs> because <laughs> there's like literally one of the first episodes of Luke Cage they just say nigga I'm like hell yeah like also Disney, <laughs> does this Disney mean Plus... they can add song of the south oh 
<laughs> oh no! Um, that's, if they have the balls, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> balls in your court, mouse. What are you gonna do now? Some guy but, um, at Disney has the power to just drop that on Disney Plus right now, and just one day he's gonna snap and just go, you know what? Fuck it, and just put it on there. <laughs> what was it? Um, there. Uh, Disney also officially has its first ever awkward, unsatisfactory sex scene because there's a scene in Jessica Jones. Where her and Luke Cage have sex, but like they both don't know they have powers, so like it's awkward and like they don't like it's not satisfactory, so they just kind of lie there. So what are they but, both uh, just like trying to restrain themselves because of their yeah, power? They don't know that. Yeah, they're they neither of them know that they have powers, so they're both trying to like keep it secret that they have powers, also trying not to break the other one. There's a really great line where she goes like, "I won't break," and he's like, "Oh, you will." But um, it's actually funny. Later on, they find out that they both have powers and they have another sex scene. Oh my god! And, um, and I, I imagine that's just rough. <laughs> oh no, it's a ama- oh no, it's amazing. They literally just like smash the bed, like falls to pieces, and they keep going. <laughs> it's amazing. That is funny. I should watch uh, those old Netflix shows again. I kind of forgot a lot of Daredevil, and I watched it at the time it came out. Dude, um, they're so good. Jessica Jones especially is so amazing. Yeah, I remember watching Luke Cage when it came out. But what, like After Luke Cage season one, I kind of just fell off. Like it, it didn't have anything to do with the characters or anything like that. I just didn't watch it for some reason. I fell off after Defender because I started watching Punisher, but like I just like got I watched some of like the I knew what happened like Daredevil season three or so all the stuff like that. I just like I it's like literally I wanted to watch, but I just didn't have the time or energy to sit down and go through all of them. And they all looked yeah. I don't think I ever watched uh, Daredevil season three. Now that Uh, I think about it. I remember watching bits of it, but I never. I need to go back and like watch all the way because I know that's when they brought in Bullseye and all that stuff. But um, yeah, no, yeah. they're gonna factor into the MCU. Now. I, I would assume they're gonna factor in the MCU now because like um, the fact that like now like Daredevil showed up in No Way Home, Kingpin showed up in Hawkeye, and like I, I would assume we're gonna see more of those characters, hopefully. Yeah, and the thing is, is like. To anybody out there that's upset that these guys are going to be entering, and, and girl, are going to be entering the uh, the MCU. Why would, they, why would people be upset? I don't know. I'm, I'm talking more like the parents. Because, like, oh. I know the parents were, I know the parents were against it. But, like, the thing is, is that the, this these shows have kind of already always been set up to take part in the MCU. But they just weren't sure which direction they were going to go with it, so they kind of left it open as well. To be fair, like they have been, they have played very fast and loose with whether or not they're still canon um, to the MCU because they're not on the timeline. Which I don't know if they'll be added later on, but they're not on the MCU of time because you know how the MCU section of Disney Plus they have like you know like oh this character this character they also have like MCU in timeline order. They don't have them on there. Which, like, some people are debating, okay, does that mean they're canon or not? Again, we're still just going to have to wait and see if they're going to be factored in. But still, like, you know, we're just going to have to wait. But the thing that gets me, and it's the one scene that I constantly bring up whenever anybody goes like, oh, I don't think these are canon. It's like the the one scene in Luke Cage where he's down on the street and people are selling the alien parts from the battle, from the battle in the Avengers. Like, yep. It's like there's key moments in the shows that make it seem like it's part of the MCU canon, but, like... I know they kind of like played it loose with that. Luke Cage, uh, like, legitimately just had Justin Hammer tech. Like, they were selling Justin Hammer's guns. Yeah. And not only that, Luke Cage went to the same prison as Trevor Slattery from Iron Man 3. Yeah. 
Which is and awesome. Justin Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> I love Trevor Slattery. But yeah, no, like there are still like there is still the connect. Like Luke Cage also showed up in on a newspaper article um, in I believe what was either Cloak and that da- I think Cloak and Dagger. Then Cloak and Dagger showed up in Runaways, and the mom in Runaways was actually in Doctor Strange. She was at the Battle of Hong Kong. Really? Yes. It's all connected. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Foggy, you genius! You always thinking about things, dude. So that that actually reminds me. So like speaking of all connected, I was actually look. I was because a couple of our friends are playing the Guardians of the Galaxy game right now, and actually found out. Oh wow! A lot of them all actually all the Marvel games: Spider Man, Miles Morales, Avengers, and Guardians of the Galaxy each have a prequel novel tie-in. And Guardians of the Galaxy is called No Guts, No Glory. Set before the game, the Guardians actually have a job to go to Mercury where Quill fought his part of the war, and you actually get more insight into, like, Quill's side of the war and the war with Thanos led by Richard Ryder and all that stuff. I'm like, I want to read that. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. I kind of want to read that myself. The Avengers has one where it's them going up against the Zodiac and stuff like that before the events of the game. Oh, nice. Um, Peter's, um, the Spider-Man one is about Spider-Man going up against Fisk and Fisk, like, taking over the territories. And um, the Miles Morales one is about Miles fighting the Vulture. Right on. Yeah, so I'm going to have to check those out eventually. I, I just thought about this. Reader. Do you think, like, what what do you think would happen if, like, next year Kevin Feige just decides to retire and just, like, doesn't <laughs> want to do anything anymore? Just like, go, lol, I'm done. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, do you um, think they find somebody else and keep the MCU going? Or, like, do you think, oh, I don't know. Oh, they're, they're not going to end the MCU if he just retired. The MCU is going to still go on even after, whether Feige wants to or not. But the it's question is, much, will it be the same without him? I don't, so, like, depends on what you mean by that. Because, like, I think the MCU is at, at its core, its, its its strength is the variation. That we have James Gunn's vision for Guardians. Peyton yeah, Reed's it's not just, Man. obviously, it's not just Feige, yeah. you know, it's the so directors like, as well, of course. So, like, I feel like it would come to, like, what is, it would, it would like, the culmination would feel different. But, again, you say that the MCU already feels different because, like, look, like, we've got, like, whatever, like, Captain America and, like, the U.S. agent and the Hydra and the Madame Hydra Valentina, like, stuff is building up to. We've got the multiverse stuff, whatever that's building up to of Kang, and we've got um, the, uh, the, 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 the Doctor Strange stuff and whatever that's building up to with Wanda. So there's a lot of just, like... There's a lot factoring in here. It's just like, what is this? Oh, like, oh, the blade stuff now with like the magic and all that stuff. It's just like, what is this all building up to? You know, it's it's it's. My it's personal opinion on the MCU right now is that I'm kind of led to believe that they don't really have a plan. Like, it's not like oh, they have a plan. They just like I like I don't. I'm like, just saying that I don't think everything's going to culminate together like everybody thinks it's going to. You know what I mean? It seems like they're just enjoying telling different stories right now. And ultimately, like, uh, quite possibly the biggest bad that we have, the biggest baddie that we have in going right now is obviously Kang. But, like, I don't think it's going to lead to one big ultimate showdown like it did with Thanos. I think it's going to be, like, it's kind of like when you go to read different series and each series has something going on, you know what I mean? And it's completely different from what's going on in this other series. I think that's kind of what they're doing with the movies. At least that's what it feels like to me. I say, like, for me, it's the, like, for me, it's the people that say, like, um, I think it has multiple 
like payoffs and end games coming, like where we had like where you know like phase one build up to Avengers, phase two build up to Age of Ultron, phase three build up to End Game and Infinity War. I feel like phase four is changing the game where it's like okay, we now have multiple like crossovers and multiple buildups that we're building up to. You know, like okay now. Um, like, you know, we're going to have the culmination of all the magic stuff with um, Wanda and maybe Blade and Black Knight and all that stuff. We're going to have the combina culmination of all the cosmic stuff with the Guardians, um, Out of Time, Gamora, and uh, Adam Warlock. We, now Adam, we know Adam Warlock's coming. Um, we're going to have the culmination of, like, the like what exactly was Kingpin up to with um, Valentina Allegra. Well, how, how, what's going to happen with Red Guardian? Like, I think there are just, like, it, it's going to be different. Instead of just having, like, one Avengers, it's going to be like, okay, this builds up and culminates there. That builds up, culminates there, and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's not to say that, like, you know, we're not going to have our big end game. It's like, it's like you said. I think there's going to be, like, multiple end games with, like, be, different groups of people. I would be so pissed if we bring in the Illuminati and have Black Bolt and Wanda just massacres them all. <laughs> I would be, I would, it's going to be cool. I would be so Why would she do that, like, though? I mean, so my personal theory on the Multiverse of Madness is that the, the Illuminati see Wanda as, like, a multiversal threat. And they're all like, we want to just get her under control. We want to take her and just, like, put her, like, in a box oh, and, keep her, and keep her from damaging all of that. To which Wanda goes, so It's kind of like no. a self-defense thing. No, yeah, like I like I think like the Illuminati are gonna want to like we know how the Illuminati, Illuminati operates. They wiped out entire realities to keep their safe for like for a little bit. Um, I think they're gonna see Wanda as the threat that she poses, and they're gonna want to eliminate her permanently. And Strange is like, you can't do that. Um, but like we also know there's gonna be three at least three Doctor Stranges in this movie. See how that's gonna factor into it. But like, um, Wanda, I feel like Wanda is gonna go like we see a bit where Wanda is just like. A hand reaching out hand and she's just covered in blood and i'm like oh my god what please just what if there's just like down. a surprising twist in multi multiverse of madness that like you know they stumble upon the ultimate universe or something that would be incredible well, that's right? what's destroyed it doesn't exist anymore oh yeah yeah well, it, got well, no. destroyed the it got destroyed in the mcu too no, remember the MCU is technically canon to the Marvel multiverse. It actually has a designation. It is called Earth One Nine 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 Nine. It actually yeah. is like a universe in the Marvel multiverse. So, like, and we know that in that multiverse, um, six one six and sixteen ten, the Ultimate, they they con they con they combined and smashed in the convergence. Yeah, and, and Secret Wars twenty fifteen, right? Yeah, and Doom reset it, and we got the universe that we have now with Miles Morales and and the and the Maker incorporated into the six one six Earth. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so Ultimate Universe is like destroyed. That being said, now like there is a bit where we see them falling through different universes. It looks like they are in like a comic book like animated style universe too. Yeah, another thing cool that they see. talked about another thing they talked about for like the horror aspect of this um show, I mean movie, is that like they wanna they really wanna delve into like how would this work if you did how would it affect your brain to see constant infinite versions of yourself and how would that fuck you up on the inside i'm like oh oh that's scary <laughs> oh yeah i feel like that would completely fuck anybody up mentally yeah like we see zombie doctor strange and zombie wanda in the one tv spot as well so we know we're getting zombies as well <laughs> so like yeah this 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 is going this is going to be a one apparently there's like there's like 
butt tons of cameo and stuff, cameo and stuff like that. It's like, oh my god, I, I can't wait because apparently we're getting the uh, the Tom Cruise Iron Man is going to be because remember Tom Cruise was originally casted to be Iron Man for Robert Downey Jr. So like the fact they're going that meta with it, like, oh my god. I feel like I feel like this year is just kind of my year because it's like it, it's oh, the it's the year that my favorite things come out. I get a Moon Knight show. I get another Doctor Strange movie. I get Obi Wan. Like it, it's just a lot of things that I like. You know that they're like it just happen to be my favorite things about these these products. Like speaking, speaking of that, we should probably talk about the Obi Wan trailer. Yes, definitely. <sighs> I was literally in shirt in the back in like the back of my work, like um my my like the back of the break from my job, like watching it, mouth hanging open, going <gasps> like with my coworkers around me, like going feral essentially. <laughs> I I was watching that. It was dead at my store, so I threw it on and I'm watching it and I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, so much that they've added in. Like this is crazy. It's so cool seeing the Grand Inquisitor from Star Wars Rebels yeah. and the Fifth Brother. I'm like, dude. And then, like, not only that, seeing Fortress Inquisitorious from Fallen Order. I'm like, yes. holy crap, dude. Like, look at that. Um, uh, it, it's just like, it just looks so cool. I really, and, like, I- really hope that if they do show, um, what, what was the fortress called? For, it, I think it's called Fortress Inquisitorious. Okay. So it would be really cool if they show a scene where they're in, like, Fortress Inquisitorious, and there's, like, you know, like, some boards or something up against, like, the glass because, you know, everything got broken I, down I had, when Cal I had went actually, through there. Yeah, I had actually mentioned that, that there should be a line where it's like, ah, yes, there was major water damage in that area that we don't go to that much. Thanks a lot, Lord Vader. Um, They actually just confirmed <laughs> They actually just confirmed recently that, like, we may... Actually, no, Cal busted the window. What am I saying? No, Cal busted the window open. Yeah. But um, they were actually saying that, like, Vader and this, we actually might see not fully armored Vader. Uh, in the show as well, which I'm like, oh, dude, and like, and, like they knew not like not to show Vader. We we saw the one image of him from EW, but like, it's just like, dude, Hayden Christensen is back as Darth Vader. That's yeah. so insane to think about. The thing um, is that gets me is that like the suit was already made to fit uh, Hayden Christensen, um, like perfectly in Revenge of the Sith. I actually just watched the behind the scenes little thing of it oh, nice. uh, of how they made it uh, the other day on TikTok. But like the suit in Revenge of the Sith was made to fit Hayden Christensen, and you know they're gonna pull that back out for this show. But like, yep. it's just uh, it, it's just cool that that's not going to waste because it's literally like the 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 crew that worked on that put so much work into like fixing the helmet because. One of the funny things is about that behind-the-scenes video that I watched is um, when they made the Vader suit for Hayden, uh, they took a lot of the, like, uh, George Lucas sent them a lot of the elements from the original Vader suit from the ranch. Uh, and they looked at it, and they realized that the the helmet was not symmetri- symmetrical at all. <laughs> like, it actually was a little lopsided. And I looked at it on the video, and I'm like, oh, my God, it is. So like, they they actually had to go through and recreate a new Vader helmet for him, and like they recreated a new like you know chest piece, um with the buttons and everything like that. And one of them said like I I haven't checked to see if this is actually true yet, but one of them said that the chest piece with all the buttons you actually don't see in Episode Four. It comes into play in Episode Six, and I'm kind of like I kind of want to go back and see if that's the case because that would be really cool. 
But like, but Nip just mentioned another Star Wars marathon. Oh, I'm kidding. Actually, yeah, right? I've been thinking about doing one again recently. But yeah, I've been thinking about it. But uh, you know, I've been seeing a lot of memories pop up on Facebook of our last uh, Star Wars run last year, and it kind of makes oh, me want to go so through good. and do it again. See, I've been itching to watch through Rebels again. You haven't watched Rebels yet. I do I, need Rebels to watch is, Rebels. I li- I literally love Rebels more than Clone Wars. I'm sorry, I just do. That's it's fine. Like, it's my it's my personal favorite. Wait, why one. are you apologizing for something you like? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I don't know, but um, it's again PTSD for being in the Star Wars fandom. That's fair. Uh, but um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's 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 so cool. Like another cool thing, I I forgot how much I loved um. Just seeing lightsabers, like oh my god, yeah. like lightsabers are just so just objectively cool. And then like you know we get to see um uh, I I forgot her designation. But I think she's called like Rayla or Reva. I forgot her name. Um, but the um, uh, Moses Ingram's uh Inquisitor, like when she's chasing after that dude on Tatooine. Um, the fact that we're seeing so like I had also said this like Owen Lars and Baru Lars are two of the most screwed over characters in all of Star Wars because they literally raised Luke like they raised that boy and yeah. they are pretty much the reason why he is a good person because again they raised him and they literally get killed and then they off just die yeah they, <laughs> they get killed off in like but barely in the screen time in the movie so like to see like more of just like their character and who they are. Um, like, like the moment themselves where like um uh, the Inquisitor is like saying like you no know, they they have the one dude strung up and they're like trying to figure out who what what Jedi is on Tatooine and we just see Owen with this like conflicted look I'm like bro that's a hard position like I have a boy who I have to take care of but I also know where this Jedi is I can't imagine being in Owen's position but I'm so excited to see like more of that characterization of Owen Lars and and Baru Lars and of them being the good people who just decided to take care of Luke and, from the looks of it, protected Obi-Wan's identity and, and, and helped him. I would love to see Obi-Wan kind of, like, training himself to, to be able to, like, to see, like, Qui-Gon and, like... Because doesn't he, like... Doesn't it take him time to learn that power to become a Force ghost? Yeah, which is very inconsistent because Anakin just learned it <laughs> like yeah. a matter of a few seconds. He just kind of knew. <laughs> yeah, Anakin's just like, I'm a Force ghost now. Which <laughs> I'm like, okay, but took Obi-Wan and y- y- Yoda had to go on a whole-ass vision quest for this thing. I know. <laughs> <But> Anakin just <laughs> learns it. <laughs> but all right. They do, um, I mean, Sith powers are stronger. <laughs> well, it's like, how uh, it's comp- factor it? <laughs> no, I was, I was messing around. But, um, I was like, what the um, I just found, I just found that funny, but uh, yeah, well, we don't know. Like, there are like so. Liam Neeson said that he's not in the show. He's not in the show. He's not in the show. To which everyone's like, "Yeah." And Andrew Garfield said he's not in the movie. He's yeah. not. In the movie. <laughs> you know, like my favorite would, with that was people were like, "What? What, what do you have to say about this scene where with the blue screen?" And then he's just like, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> and then, then people like looked at the movie, saw that scene, and was like, "You motherfucker." <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 so good, but like that, and just like seeing that we got it, we're gonna get a new planet that I thought was Nar Shadda, but like it's like a planet based off of like Hong Kong and shit. Um, burp. Uh, <laughs> just burp. Uh, is there anything? Anything? Oh my god! Just like hearing the soundtrack too. Just like just when Duel of the Fates kicked in, I'm like, oh, oh, I'm like oh my god, yeah, oh my god, <laughs> like this is really happening. Like oh my god. So I don't know if you saw in the Discord <laughs> earlier today, but I I was feeling a bit nostalgic today, and it was dead in the store. So I decided to look up the old Clone Trooper tribute videos that I used to watch, like when oh I was younger, yeah, and I, I found one of the ones that like it had a uh, Edge's theme song, Metalingus by um, what's the name of the band? I can't. 
Alter Bridge. Um, it was it was like it was just a bunch of scenes from from uh episode two and episode three of the clones battling with that song playing but god oh damn god. did it just unlock so many memories <laughs> uh, like i used to watch god named the video dan quality Grievous. and everything was just oh beautiful i used to watch i used to watch god named dan Grievous who did a lot of like clone wars and like star wars villains edits and shit like that he did like um he did the sun from Clone Wars, but he did a. I feel it deep within. It's just beneath the skin. Oh, that's I must cool. confess that I feel like a monster. <laughs> um, anything else from Kenobi? The fact that Kenobi looks old and sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I'm tired and sad. He's just like walking the desert. I um, felt that the scene with like where he goes to look out and see how Luke's doing, and he's on top of like he's on top of the hut, and he's pretending like he's uh he's flying a, a oh, ship. Literally that's just so Anakin. yeah. That's so Anakin. Like it's just like damn, like damn, and like don't don't and don't get me wrong, and, and don't forget, like he doesn't know Vader's alive yet. To, to his mind, he has still killed Anakin. He oh, still yeah. believes that he killed his like his 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 brother, his his family, his student. Like he did it to like he still thinks he did it. So like it's gonna be interesting to see the point where like because obviously in Episode Four, you know Obi Wan knew that Darth Vader was. Uh, Anakin, you know, yeah. which leads like the fact that he's coming back in there that Hayden Christensen's coming back in this show means that at some point they're going to meet, and at some point Obi Wan's going to realize that is Anakin, and I just I can't even imagine what the reaction's going to be. Yeah, like I, and then like they and they didn't even show Vader. All you hear is the yeah. I always felt like that was just appropriate to do. You know, <laughs> don't show him; just have him breathing. I thought that was a really nice touch. And this isn't the last of Hayden Christian we're going to get, because Hayden Christian is coming back for the Ahsoka show. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, so we're going to get live-action Hayden Christian, live-action Ahsoka. Like, dude, this is like, it's just the best time to be a Star Wars fan, man. It is. It's a good time to be a Marvel <laughs> fan as well. It's just a good time to be a fan yeah, of yeah, good, good product, fan, you know? Fan in, yeah, just to be a fan in general. Even, like, of- even DC right now with, with the Batman, like, you know, it's just a good time to be a fan of DC, Marvel, the Star Wars. In way. <laughs> I'm uh, oh, the my Batman God. has actually like the Batman. That, was, go ahead, say what you're gonna say. Paul Dano is writing a Riddler prequel comic. Dude, to I know. I want to read it. Year one. I'm so excited. I, again, I love that he loves the character so much that he wants to continue with like stuff like that. Yeah, that's really cool. That means um, we also had with the deleted scene dropped as well with the Joker. Yeah, I know. I haven't had a chance to fully watch that yet, though, so I can't really talk about it yet. <laughs> I, 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 I enjoyed it quite a bit. I look forward to hearing you talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, like I said, I haven't had a chance to watch the full thing, but I saw a couple minutes, like a couple seconds of it on TikTok while I was like in between guests. But like, um, I did see that his face is all messed up, and it kind of looks like from what I saw, I only saw from the nose up, and it kind of looked like Heath Ledger's Joker a little bit. It didn't to me. I loved it. I thought it looked like it looked like if you had just taken like Arkham Asylum Joker and just like kind of plucked him in because like what they're trying to go for with this Joker is that like he's like he has like a disease that's like forcing and constricting the smile. Yeah. They wanted they wanted to take Joker back to like his roots of the man who laughs of what inspired the character, and it does come across like very creepily. He looks like um. Like how, oh my god, um occurs the Cowardly Dog, Muriel's weird cousin, um, who has like been very yeah. naughty. That's the vibes he give off, you know? Like it's I, That's I really cool. That was, 
Yeah, yeah, like I said, I only saw from the nose up. So just mm. going off of that, I thought it looked like Heath Ledger's Joker. But then again, yeah. I also got a really quick glance at it, so I was just kind of like, ooh. Like, <laughs> and, and, like, that's another thing, too. Like, um, they they also, like, Matt Reeves also confirmed that this is a proto-Joker. Like, he is not the Joker we know, much like Riddler was the proto-Riddler and is on a path to becoming the Riddler we know from yeah. the comics. Joker is also still on that path and not fully realized as the Joker that we know. Yeah, which is really cool. Um, I will say that the Batman has kind of has completely reawoken something with me, in me, and it's um, it, it's it's me wanting to read more comics again, mm. and like the thing it's is done that with a lot of people or friends of friends of mine I've noticed that yeah so like and that's the thing that I love about superhero movies is that if it's just if it's just that good it gets me to get want to get back into reading it takes it makes me want to like makes me want to like realize like I always think to myself oh I don't have time to do this I don't have time to do that but the past week has shown me that I have plenty of time to read comics um a, a friend of my, a friend of ours, who's reading, who's playing the Guardians of the Galaxy game right now, um, he actually is currently reading Guardians of the Galaxy comics. Oh yeah, I know. He's been talking to me yeah. about it. Um, but yeah, the thing is, is that like because of the Batman, I've been watching a bunch of the Batman movies, like the animated movies, um, with Tim, and that got me to like I, I watched the Dark Knight Part One and Two. Um, or the Dark Knight Returns part one and two, I should say. And I watched like Under the Red Hood and stuff like that. I watched Hush and that makes me want to read the Dark Knight Returns and read Hush and stuff like that. So I did order those um, and I started thinking about it and I was like, I feel like I should put this. I, I should like not only just read the Batman, but like I feel like I should put this into other things as well. So I signed up for Marvel Unlimited because not only that, my tattoo artist has been telling me how much he loves reading Marvel, using Marvel Unlimited. Because one of my, two of my biggest things when it came to not reading comics was a I thought I didn't have enough time, and b I know for a fact I don't have any space to keep buying physical comics. Um, so. I thought about it when I signed up with Marvel Unlimited. I was like, this way I could start reading comics digitally. Like, I know you have Comixology and you have a huge collection of stuff on there. But mm. if there's a series that I want to read, I don't want to have to go to you and be like, yo, you should pick this up for me so I can read it. So Marvel Unlimited is my chance to go back and read the things that I want to read. And I was like, you know what we're going to do to start this off is we're going to read Moon Knight. So I can refresh my memory here on like all things Moon Knight for the show. Now, I thought about it, and I was like, you know, I'm kind of well-versed on modern-day Moon Knight. I'm, I still, like, you know, I'm pretty good on that. Like, basically from Bendis' run all the way up to current, I'm pretty much set. Um, but I was like, I'm going to go back and read some of the 80s Moon Knight. Because, like, I've always wanted to, I've always wondered what happened back then, you know? Because I know this is going to pull from a lot of the older Moon Knights and stuff like that, this TV show. So I'm like... Let's see if I know what they're going to pull from when it when the show releases. But, like, one thing that I've noticed reading the Moon Knight comics from the 80s that I absolutely love is, uh, A, it gives me the side of Moon Knight that I want, that I've been wanting for quite a while, actually, because you know how I tell you, like, every comic tackles his dissociative identity disorder? Um, yeah, yeah, I remember you mentioned that. Yeah, well... 
the thing is, is that they focus strictly on the mental disorder of Moon Knight. And, you know, there's a little bit of crime fighting here and there. But what I wanted was a Moon Knight that just every issue has a new villain to fight. And he's hitting the streets every night and he's fighting. He's just beating some bad guys, you know. And that's what I'm that's what I'm getting with the 80s series. He's got his he's got his buddies with him and he's like they're all helping him out and stuff like that. Each issue is something different. And I love that. But while reading the 80s comics, I'm also picking up on the fact that he like they say in the later comics for Moon Knight that he's always had the dissociative identity disorder. That really was the case. Like there are very blatant signs of it in the 80s comic. They just don't address it. Mm-hmm. Like the the amount of like things that I've picked up on, some of the big blatant signs I've seen are with his wife Marlene. Um Stephen Grant is married to Marlene and he swaps between Stephen Grant and Jake Lockley a lot. But whenever he's Lockley, he he's like a whole nother person to Marlene. Like he calls her lady and he kinda like he's kind of a bit disrespectful towards her. And stuff like that, like where he's just like they, they said we're getting Lockley too in the show, aren't we? Yeah, I believe that. I believe we are getting Lockley. I mean, they added Mister Knight, so I don't see why they wouldn't add Lockley. I mean, that's this, mm. this is literally four of his personas, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the thing that I noticed is that Stephen Grant is all lovey dovey with Marlene, and like you know, he's he's also about his business. Don't get me wrong with with Moon Knight and trying to figure stuff out, but. Lockley is just strictly set on getting out there, getting the info and eating at Gina's diner every morning. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) And it it shows the way he talks to Marlene too. Like Marlene will be like, Oh my God, Steven, it'll be like cram it lady. Cause he calls her lady all the time and, and stuff like that. He's like, it's Lockley. Like, and I'm just like, wait, if he's still Steven, why would he just blatantly say that? You know? And Marlene constantly all the time, but keeps saying that he has like schizophrenic episodes and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, this is really just like, it really has just been there the whole time. (laughs) And it just blows my mind. One of the biggest uh, scenes that I recently picked up on uh, the really bad one was one of the most recent issues that I read. Uh, Bushman comes back and he formulates this plan with midnight man to get back at the moon Knight, And what they do is they steal the statue of Conchu that he has in his mansion and they bring it to the sewers and Bushman destroys the statue. And moon Knight believes that he, that he draws all of his power from that statue. So once it gets destroyed, he just has a complete mental breakdown and literally just like walks away from everything for days where nobody could find him. And he's just sitting there going like without this, I'm just nothing. I'm not Jake. I'm not Steven. I'm not even Mark. I'm just literally nothing without this statue or without Conchu to guide me. And I'm like, holy shit. It's really <laughs> deep for an 80s comic. I uh, was, well, no, a lot of 80s comics actually go there. A lot of like comics back, no, even before then, like comics were war propaganda, stuff like that. Like um, I was reading a old and humans. Oh yeah, six- I knew that. I was reading like an old Inhumans comic from like I think the seventies. Could also be the sixties. I'm not too sure. But like literally, like Black Bolt gets amnesia and is um and is put on and like falls to Earth and he's kidnapped by essentially like a radical, not a radical, but like essentially like the Black Panthers <laughs> and like or like a group of that's like them and yeah. like one of them like takes Black Bolt's outfit 
and wears it as they like go to like destroy the ghetto and demand like better like w- better stuff and like better like conditions from the white man. It's like very like and they threaten to use Black Bolt's power, but it's like it's like a decoy inside of Black Bolt. So I'm like, wow, <laughs> there's a lot happening here. And like Thor comes in to defend because like the Inhumans think it's Black Bolt's being brainwashed, and they like go in to like try to help him. And Thor fights the Inhumans. It's like no like. Uh, these people are just fighting for better, like for a better life, because they've been mistreated and all that stuff because of their race. And like, it's, it's, it's. I'm like, dang, this is like a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I always I like, it. I, I like how the '80s comics do tackle a lot of the stuff like that. And uh, which, which I just, I find it. I find it funny whenever guys go, oh, there's no, like, never been politics in my comics. Comics have never been about politics. <laughs> I'm like, huh? No, it's always been there. You're just delusional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit forgetful there, pal. But um I think what I think the words that I'm trying to say is like that like with with in terms of the eighties Moon Knight comics, it's just I feel like it's such a bold move for them to tackle the mental illness without actually like for without actually like blatantly saying that he has mental illness, you know? And it's just like you know, back then that was a period of time where mental illness wasn't even like really thought of. I mean, I shouldn't say thought of. It wasn't really, like, taken into consideration by people like it is now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not... It, back then, It was, mental illness wasn't... It was always kind of shrugged off. And for them yeah. to tackle this with Moon Knight, I thought, was... Is absolutely fantastic. Because it's just, like, at its, at its... At its, like, if you're just reading an issue or two, it's just Moon Knight fights this dude saves the day if you're reading this as, as like i am and just binge reading it you you're picking up on all the things you're like okay it's here and it's very prominent there were like issues of stuff like that like again marvel did a lot of stuff like there was issues where um uh captain america and uh, and falcon or sam wilson would like um just run through a black neighborhood that had been firebombed by like racists like yeah there's there was a lot of stuff like that in the comics back then it's really cool. It's it's honestly really cool to see. Mm-hmm. And nowadays we got stuff like Secret Empire, which I maintain is the greatest modern day Marvel comic event ever. <laughs> I need to go back and reread that. I, I'm going to add that to my library. It's it it's so good. It is such like it literally is like I actually plan on rereading the entire Captain America Hydra saga, starting from like Avengers Assault on Pleasant Hill. Uh, and then, you know, like the, uh, the Thunderbolts and the Captain America store, um, books, and then, you know, um, Civil War 2, and then, um, <laughs> uh, making it to Secret Empire, because I'm just, like, I, I just, I really want to, like, relive that whole slide. What a, what a great time in Marvel Comics, though, because, like, you genuinely didn't know what was, like, you knew Cap, like, you, like, what I liked about that arc was, like, you didn't know who was going to take down Hydra Cat, because they had many different possibilities of who it could be because black widow took like miss marvel and them and started the red room project with them uh miles had his whole future thing where we saw him killing captain america apparently tony and the resistance looking for the cosmic cube bucky was forming the alliance with atlantis and he had wakanda who was actually doing major moves against hydra yeah. and it was like who is gonna take down hydra and he kept winning to you like who is gonna take him down you weren't sure <laughs> It was so cool. I, I I love that event so much. And then like really Scott cool. and, and Scott Lang was like the traitor because they had Cassie hostage in France. Yeah, 
That was a big that was a big shock for me to find out that Ant Man was the traitor. I was like, well, No, Scott. Yeah, but they had Cassie in France. So yeah, I totally you know, understand, like you know, sense. why he did it. It's just like it was still a shock though, you know. I love that Punisher turned Hydra because he's a fucking cause he cause like literally like if Captain America, his literal like hero is gonna tell him, Frank, I can get your family back and like you can like and it'll make you happy, like he's gonna turn Hydra. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh dude, it was so cool. And then you had like Daredevil and um Jessica Jones and the, and the Defenders in New York that was taken over by like the otherworldly darkness and Doctor Strange was literally like trying to keep New York together as he led the New York heroes and uh Cloak and Dagger were like trying to keep the light on New York for as much as they could. It was oh it was so cool. Yeah, man. <clears throat> um, some of the other things that I've uh, that I've picked up while reading the '80s Moon Knight again with his uh, with his mental illness is uh, like just the way there's a there's a certain one I forget what issue it is, but one of the issues uh, says that it can that like it, the narration says that it can take uh, it could take Moon Knight up to like up to a half hour to swap between personas, and I'm like that is insane. But like it's it's the reality of just having that disease, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and it the, the like trying to better understand the dissociative identity disorder uh, through the '80s comics and even the later comics is really, really like it, it kind of helps me out a little bit with the show because it's like you know when when the trailer first dropped, I had uh, one of our friends had asked me like you know why does he have why did uh, did he always have a sleeping disorder? And I was like, well, not really so much in the comics, but now I'm starting to understand it's just because the reason he has the sleeping disorder in the show is because it's literally all of his personas trying to fight for control, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's enough to drive a man mad, you know? People, I, I remember seeing like the reviews saying like, oh, like um, this is like, Oscar Isaac is the best performance and like addition to the MCU since Robert Downey Jr. I'm like, oh, oh damn! Wow! Oh <laughs> like, that, my god, that gets me so pra- hype. That's some of the praise they've heaped on it too, and I'm just like, oh snap! Like that's big. So like again, they also confirmed I think that there is a post credit. It's only six episodes. They also confirmed that there is a post credit scene as well. So building up to something. It's only uh, six episodes, but they have two villains in it, which is really interesting. Is Bushman in it? No, Midnight Man is. Oh, because the actor who played Midnight Man just recently died, unfortunately. Oh, damn. But yeah, Midnight Man is going to be in it. So we got we got the art collector, Anton Mogart uh, in it. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Midnight Man as well as Arthur Harrow. I think Mm -hmm. Arthur Harrow is going to be completely different from what he is in the comics and See, i'm no one, okay with that <laughs> I, from what i understood moon knight had like a similar problem with like the punisher and um uh jonah hex where it's like they don't really have that many recurring villains because they, they kill all their villains <laughs> it's not even so much that they kill all of their villains it's the fact that well no punisher got... punisher kills all his villains. oh yeah <laughs> punisher 100 percent, but moon knight doesn't that's the thing okay moon knight had had some really deep issues where he was, uh, you know, where he was scarring people's foreheads with the crescent, with the crescent symbol. Like, I remember just that straight up scraping it into their foreheads or like peeling a man's face off and stuff like that. But he got over that, you mm. know, and he doesn't, he doesn't kill. He didn't do it. in like in the first issue where midnight man appears in the eighties, the first day, like they fought up on top of uh, Anton's roof. And this, this scene just, 
fucking blew my mind. <laughs> They're fighting on top of Anton's roof, and it seems like all of a sudden Marlene shows up, and she shows up in the driveway, just gets out of a car, and fucking shoots Midnight Man. And I'm like, Jesus, Marlene! <laughs> like, holy shit! And then the first thing that Moon Knight tried to do was he tried to save Anton by grabbing his cape, but his cape fell off, and he fell into the river. Um, Wait, and then Mar- Bushman is in the show. Really? Hold on, let me see. I'm sorry, continue while I look into this. But, um, yeah, he falls into the river, and then Marlena reveals that she had a rubber bullet. Um, uh, that's what she shot him with. And I'm like, okay, okay. I thought she just straight up just killed a man for no reason, <laughs> just because <laughs> she was trying to protect Moon Knight. But, like, um, yeah, the thing is, though, is, like, you know, Moon Knight doesn't really, he doesn't kill his villains. Um, he, like I said, he has peeled a man's face off, and he has like scraped crescent symbols into people's foreheads, but that was like kind of his dark period that he overcame. Um, and the thing is, is that the reason, part of the reason why he doesn't have reoccurring villains as much is because of the fact that I was just talking about this with Clancy the other day. Um, Moon Knight really stretches across various different story styles. Like, he goes from the streets to space to voodoo magic to fucking um, to the paranormal to the psychological aspect. Like he stretches across a various genres. I remember he constantly had that fighting different he, villains. He fought like all the Avengers in just one because like the supercharged move. Yes. <laughs> he he's really he really bounces all over the place, and that's why he doesn't have his recurring villains. I gotcha. I remember seeing him, and I think my first introduction to Moon Knight was the Marvel Ultimate Alliance game, because he was a playable character in that, mm-hmm. and I saw him, like, oh, cool, I wonder who this guy is, he's got a white hood. Then, I saw him in Web of Shadows, and he had, like, the moon jet, and I was like, what the <laughs> what? <laughs> like, it's just a giant crescent-shaped So, where plane. I'm at in the comic, where I'm at in his, uh, in his 80s comics right now, he had the moon copter, which the was kind copter. it was a weird design. It was literally the shape of a crescent moon, and the propellers... Like the way I, the best way I can describe this is picture an oval, right? Now, say I just like took, I, I kind of cut that little groove into it to make it a crescent moon, right? And then you still have that remaining space right there. That was the propeller. <laughs> so it's like that backspace is like the propeller, and then there's the crescent moon there. And I was like, so the propellers just kind of spin inside the crescent moon, and somehow that flies. <laughs> It didn't really make much sense. Uh, I was was looking at my comics. I remember I did have some of Brian Michael Bendis' Moon Knight run that he did. That run was really cool because Moon Knight decides to pack his bags and move back out west. And he even, uh, Stephen Grant even decided to start making like a TV show based on his life. And it was so cool to see. And instead of like... Instead of going into like his alternate personas, he would go into like... Um, altered. He would basically become alternate superheroes. Like there was a point where he was in a strip club fighting strippers as Spider Man, and people were wondering why he was beating, why Spider Man was beating up strippers. Yeah, I noticed that. Like I remember in like the first issue, I remember reading this a long time ago, where like he finds like an Ultron head. And he's trying to figure out why this kind of crime syndicate needs him, and like he sees Wolverine, Spider Man, and Captain America, and they're like, "We're here to help you." Like however we can. Then he turns out he's he's like, "Great, this is gonna take all of us, guys." And you see, he's actually in the room alone. Yeah. Like. Uh, His alternate personas right. became Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Captain America, and it was really That's interesting to see. 
see it has one of my favorite covers too where it's him um it's him like writing cap's shield but like he like his it's moon knight but he has like spider-man's hand and wolverine yeah yeah it's a really sick cover that is a cool cover one of the 80s covers is actually one of my new favorites it's the one that i sent in discord of um you know they got the the voot like the uh what are those dolls um oh the moon knight trailer is playing on tv right now but uh, yeah, Midnight. the voodoo doll of uh, the voodoo doll of Moon Knight, and somebody's about to put a pin into it, and Moon Knight's just in the background, just like about to be affected by it. It's a really cool cover. It looks nice. really, it's an oil painting, but it's like really advanced for an '80s comic. Kind of looks almost like modern day comic. So, cover. what MCU character are you very excited for? Like any water MCU, or are you very excited for Moon Knight to interact with? Uh, it's gonna be. <sighs> Let me think. Who's who am I most excited for him to interact with? I'd say just going off of who I know he's interacted with, I would say probably Spider-Man or Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange, like, I'm not dealing with this. <laughs> Spider-Man, they just have like their like it's like the, it's really the bit where it's like let's get like who, oh I, just, I picked the bad time to space just punch over I punch after. Well, it's funny. In the first time Doctor Strange met Moon Knight, they actually fought each other. That tracks. Because <laughs> <laughs> both of them just didn't know who they were, so they started fighting each other. <laughs> yeah, that also tracks. <laughs> I would be surprised if we got some like hints of Moon Knight in Multiverse of Madness. That would be really cool. Yeah, but yeah, no, that and and this has been Tyler's Moon Knight segment, everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just because uh, I'm reading a lot of Moon Knight now and the show's coming out. I'm just in a good I'm in a good headspace lately yeah, with Moon Knight that, and everything. Yeah. Again, what day is it? It's it's actually no, it's it's in five it's, days from where yeah, we're literally recording. Literally five days. Yeah. Um. No. Well, in my case, I'm gonna stay. I'm. I. I literally stay up till three a.m. to watch it. So the 29th. So I'm. Gonna I'm watch gonna be it doing the, the same thing. Cool. There I don't care go. what time. I don't care what time I have work the next day. I'm staying up till three a.m. to watch that first yeah, episode. Yeah, because it's gonna it's gonna draw midnight. <laughs> yeah, we also got miss. We also got a Miss Marvel trailer as well, which um, we should probably talk about that too, because lots of Marvel stuff. Uh, looks really I good. Have not I, watched that trailer yet. Oh, it looks so good. It looks really good. They have the core of the story got right. It's it's the Amani looks like she's doing fantastic as Miss Marvel. I am still kind of hung, not hung up, but like I I I was talking to a friend about this. I don't want to complain about the po- like the powers are throwing me off. I'm a, I'm not too happy with like her powers being changed, but I don't want my complaints to be heard over like a young brown girl who is very excited about that. You know, yeah. Like so, like I don't want my issues with like this not being comic accurate to be overheard from the people who it actually is representing. You know, yeah. I feel like that's just not like I don't like. So I've been very like. I haven't really been talking about it much, but like, but like from what I've seen, it's still like it is still no normal is one of the greatest Marvel books ever written. Everyone go read no normal; it's so good, and like the powers just did factor in heavily into who she was. It looks like they still factor in certain aspects of it into her new like cosmic bracelet light powers, but like it's just like uh, it's 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 but like still like it's if it, it still looks really good. I'm a little concerned because it looks like they are officially retconning. Well, not retconning. They are changing that she's not. Looks like she's not going to be an inhuman going forward. That her powers are going to be cosmic based. I, I, again, there were also some theories that like because it looks like her powers come from the bracelet, uh, that um, that she has the same type of technology that Shang Chi has with his rings. Ah, okay. 
Yeah, and then people theorize that like, it's calling out the same people. I, me, I, I'm hoping that this, like, hopefully it's just, like, it's activating some kind of, like, inhuman DNA inside of her. I don't know for sure, but again, like, it this, it looks very, it reminds me, you know what it reminds me of when I watch it? It reminds me of Spider-Man Homecoming, which is what it should remind you of, you know, of just, you know, from a different, like, point of view, you know, where it's, like, that high school uh, coming-of-age feel, they use blinding the lights, they actually recreate shots from the comic cover with her sitting on the lamppost looking nice. out the city. It's it's so good. Uh, again, there's there's one there's one line that really hits hard where it's, um, uh, it's not the brown girls from Jersey City who become the superheroes. I'm like, they get it. They got it. They got it. Like, it's right there, you know? It's like, uh, I'm still very excited for it, but I'm like, uh, like, I'm just like, I'm a little weirded out about the power change, but that should, but like, that, sh- that should be, that, I feel like that complaint is like irrelevant. In the, the thing is, is that the thing, that, the thing is that I've noticed with the MCU is that even if you have somewhat of a minor complaint about a certain character, they just instantly prove you wrong. Like, mm. You it's kind of like you you have your doubts and then you go and you watch it and you're like all right I can get behind this and that's kind of why I'm keeping the open mind with Moon Knight and I'm okay with them like you know changing around his origin a little bit and stuff like that because to be to be honest with you Moon Knight's origin isn't really all that to begin with <laughs> it's literally just like he's working with Bushman uh, he realizes how bad he is Bushman kills or no uh, Marlene's father tries to kill Bushman. Uh, he fails and Bushman kills him instead. Um, and then, uh, he leaves Moon Knight in the desert to die. And then Moon Knight just, you know, manages to to push through all the delusion and the, the deliriousness that being left in a desert alone can do to you. And he, uh, and Marlene finds him and then he dies and Conchu resurrects him. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so good. Um, that remind. I want to tell you. Um, that reminds me. Uh, there's a great. There, um, Eggy. Uh, recently on the show sent me a TikTok. Have you seen the Joker? Um, my father was a gamer TikTok. Yeah, we talked about this earlier. You sent it to me. Did I wait on the podcast? No, we talked about this earlier on the phone today. Okay, okay, cool. I didn't know, but I want to talk about this like on the podcast because oh, it's okay. so funny. I don't know if I talked to you already about it. But it's like there's there's a video of like someone doing a Heath Ledger Joker impression, and he just goes, "My father was, <laughs> was a gamer, a gamer. <laughs> and a weeb." And the line that gets me so hard is, "Um, one night." gassed up on his G fuel crazier than ever <laughs> he sees, mommy grabs the wi-fi to defend herself he starts laughing <laughs> it just got me so much he turns on his 4g and plunges, <laughs> i was to bring up that video because it's so funny to me oh my goodness uh i think what, what else what anything else we got to talk about um pretty much good we we did a very very marvel oriented episode which i really yeah, liked we marveled at this episode we wow. had we had our uh, we had our star wars episode now we had our marvel our marvel episode and we had our dc nice. episode <laughs> technically nice. with the batman <laughs> nice that's all you're gonna get you got what you wanted you wanted that good podcast good good and you got it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i'd be so aggressive to our audience today <laughs> i don't know You've been aggressive to our audience a lot lately. Leave me alone, all right? That's how I show my affection. But, um... I'm not yeah, judging we... you for it. I'm just saying. I'm just pointing it out. Don't <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> we, ra- we wrapping this bad boy up? Yeah, yeah. All the right. real question I will I will propose is, uh, 
when are we finally going to get a swarm movie? 